0: Meeting Real Life is sponsored by Omega Forge. If you can imagine it, they can build it. Omega Forge custom builds props, artwork, or just about anything you can imagine. They work with laser cutting, 3D printing, and a wide range of materials by hand. Mention this podcast to get 10% off your custom creation. To see amazing creations or to order your own, visit OmegaForge.com. That's OmegaForge.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the minisode of meeting real life uh, We got some updates to go over and then I've just got a few thoughts to share with you uh, So it's gonna be a little bit different But this is more kind of a bring you up to speed type show and then share some thoughts So it's gonna be really good uh, So um, sit back, relax, and let's do it Let's cover the bases. Social media, right? Facebook, Meeting Real Life, Twitter and Instagram at MRL Podcast. Please follow me. Um, Some good stuff. We keep you updated on what's going on. Um, All that good stuff. Uh, The blog is still going. Uh, Just added something just a few days ago. So check that out at meetingreallife.com. Got some good blog content going. All right. Next, this is something new. So I am desiring to build some more community around the show. Because this show is all about sharing conversations about faith, life, and culture. So if you have a story about your faith that you want to tell, or maybe you have a question you would like me to explore, or just feedback in general, please email me at info at meetingreallife.com. That's info at com. Send me a message. Um, we'll connect there. I want to tell some more really great stories about faith, life, and culture. You know, sky is the limit to the different possibilities of things that we can discuss and talk about. And then finally, I wanted to update you guys that overall for the show, um, we're going to go through the end of the year, and we're going to call that season one. Okay, so uh, from now through the end of the year, there's going to be some more great shows. We've got some really cool stuff in the pipeline. And then after the end of the year, we'll take a bit of a break and kind of reevaluate before Season 2. So that's the update. So here are some thoughts that I wanted to share with you today. A few years ago, I preached a message at the church that I was a worship pastor at. And it was titled, This Is Not What I Signed Up For. It was really interesting, the timing of it, because just a few weeks earlier, our senior pastor had to suddenly and sadly resign. A lot of people in the church were disillusioned and discouraged. And I was kind of in the same boat. But we had to keep going on. You know, I've grown up in the church, and it's been my faith for as long as I can remember. But that does not at all mean that I've never had moments where I was frustrated by the unmet expectations that I had of God. There have been plenty of times in my life where I thought so surely to go in one direction that God was a certain way, only to find that God was entirely different. And that's kind of a weird experience and it it almost might make it seem like God is entirely different, or maybe that God doesn't exist in the way we think he does, but that's not exactly what I mean. What I mean is that sometimes we build these systems or these boxes to put God in, and he is not at all obliged or obligated to fill those boxes. You know, I've kind of floated in and out of different theological camps from the time I was a teenager to up through now. I've kind of wandered into that fundamentalist slash legalist tent where it was all about the things that you do, the things that you don't do. In my teens, for a little bit, I wandered into the hyper charismatic group and, you know, went to some Todd Bentley meetings. Seriously, what is that guy doing now? I wrestled with many of my beliefs of God, the church, and scripture through years of Bible college. Really seriously, sincerely, honestly wrestled with it. I've experienced an immense chasm between who I thought God was and who he is revealing himself to be. And each time that happens, it's not like, oh, I thought God was benevolent and it turns out he's cruel. It's not um, strong, but weak. It's not benevolent, but it's evil. No, whenever I find God did not meet my expectations, I find that it is because God is so much greater. God is so much stronger. God is so much more holy than what I thought him to be. And when that expectation is unmet, I find and I realize that it wasn't actually the true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I was following. It was just a shadow and a, a idol almost of what I who I made God to be. And so the more I follow God, the more I am finding him to defy my finite expectations of him. I have found God to honor and be faithful to his scripture, and I have found God to honor and be faithful to his character as revealed through scripture, for he is the same God of scripture. But sometimes our expectations are different than who God really is. Let me give you an example. I think about the apostle John. He was the voice calling out in the desert. He was that prophet declaring and making straight the path of the Lord, right? He's the opening act for Jesus Christ himself. Perhaps no supporting role could be bigger. But even for John, there was unmet expectations. This is what the Bible says about John later on after he's put in prison. This is Matthew 11, starting in verse 2. When John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? So, John, being in prison, because he had said to one of the rulers of the time, um, he had taken his brother's wife, and he said that's not lawful, that's immoral, so he got put in prison. He's, he's sitting there, and he hears about all the things that Christ is doing, and he's confused. Because, you see, there's a lot of different competing ideas at the time of what the Messiah would do. A lot of Jews thought that the Messiah would come and liberate Israel from Rome, that would set Israel back up as an independent, sovereign state once again. And so when they see Jesus talking about this heavenly kingdom, but then not, you know, showing up with the sword ready to take on Caesar, there's some just, you know, there was just kind of some confusion there. So when he's saying, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? He's trying to find out, "Are, are you really the Messiah? I know I declared that you are the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That was out of John's mouth. But he says, are you really the Messiah or should I keep looking? Here's what Jesus said. Verse four, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind shall receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus goes on to say that there's risen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who was least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And there's a lot of, of content here and a lot, a lot of stuff here, but what I'm trying to say is, even John the Baptist had unmet expectations, expected Jesus to be one way, and yet found him to be another. There was a book written back in the '90s by the author Gene Edwards. It was a dramatized kind of fiction. Based on John the Baptist, kind of imagining what his last few days of life were in prison. And deals a lot with this, you know, what unmet expectations he might have. And then at the very end, it says, The guard has shifted his weight. The blade is raised above you. Death stands beside you. Die, my brother John. In the presence of a God who did not live up to your expectations. And blessed are you if you are not offended with me. I want anyone listening to this to know that these moments are okay. They shouldn't make us abandon God altogether. But really they should make us re-examine ourselves and see whether we are building for ourselves systems and boxes and models and idols. Which God is not obligated to operate by. Going back to my own experiences, in my own life, I've seen that too. You know, having a rough season of ministry, and then we moved to Flint, Michigan to be um, on a pastoral team at a church plant, and then the church plant didn't work out. And so, here we are in a city, not really knowing what's next, but really feeling that we heard from the Lord to move here, to be here. And so instead of throwing in the towel and being frustrated and not understanding, we choose to see that we do hear from God and that there is always a reason for why we are in each season. I'm sorry that I rhymed. It's the preacher in me. It's fine. There's a reason that we're in Flint. Every day I get to love on people and treat people with with that love and respect that they are created in the image of God. We get to just be a healthy community here, a healthy family that our neighbors see and and that is a witness to our community. There's honestly just so much power and, and, and beauty there. And... You know, we get to change our perspective. Flint is a very underserved community. It is a very, um, in very many ways, broken communities that needs the gospel. This might ruffle a little bit of feathers, but I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's about 1400 houses of worship in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Some people might disagree, but I know people still planting churches in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids doesn't need another church. Flint needs another church. Cities like Flint that are low income, that have people that are hurting, broken, that are homeless, or the opioid epidemic hits so hard, those communities need life-giving believers, living out mission. And so, although plan A for moving to Flint didn't seem to really pan out, I'm seeing that once I let go of my expectations and allow God to um, use me and serve, have that heart to serve, I see God move in some really great ways. You know, one of the friends that I met here who's a believer, lives in my neighborhood, um, you know, he kind of said it this way, you know, he said, like, I've seen a lot of people come into this city or come into this town saying, oh, hey, they're bringing Jesus here. That's great. We didn't have that before. You know, he says it kind of sarcastically. Says the reality is Jesus is here. Jesus has always been here. And instead of showing up and acting like you're going to bring Jesus into town, why don't you show up and find Jesus where he already is and help out there? Those words have really stuck with me. So, wherever you are, whatever season of life you're facing, if you have experienced something, where God has not moved or acted or behaved in a way that you would have expected, don't lose heart, don't lose faith. Instead, lay aside those expectations and open your heart and your mind to the infinite God of the universe. I promise you what you find on the other side will be worth it. Meeting Real Life is produced by yours truly, Daniel Crawford. Theme music also by me. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for some really great music today. Um, also special thanks to our sponsor, Omega Forge. You can uh, check out some really great custom creations that they have. Um, I was actually in their shop and they were um, preparing for a really big convention, hand-making some wood materials, um, and also doing some different... Uh, custom stuff. Really, really cool things. So you can go to um, omegaforge.com or look them up on Instagram. They have a lot of really cool videos going on there. Finally, stay tuned, subscribe to social media, check the website out. We've got more really great stuff coming soon. Take it easy.